The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. You are a visionary. You have a vision. You just need to create it and bring it to life. Welcome to Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life with your host, Kate Ebner. Our program will be an hour of inspiration from leaders who are making their visions happen and will set you on the path to having a big impact through your leadership and the life you really want. Now here's your host, Kate Ebner. Good morning and welcome to the final episode of Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life. Yes, that's right. After 118 episodes in nearly three years, we've decided to end the show. I'm your guest host and show producer, Rachel Wold, and today I have the pleasure of interviewing the program's host, Kate Ebner, on what she's learned from interviewing over 125 visionaries in the last 117 episodes. Kate, hello, and welcome to our final show. Good morning, Rachel. I'm so delighted to be a guest on this show and to have you hosting. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. I am delighted as well. Kate, what are your feelings as we kick off this final interview? Hmm, boy, great question. I have been thinking about that this morning in preparation for the show, realizing how much I'm going to miss doing it and how much I've enjoyed it over these past three years and feeling mostly just kind of a blend of gratitude and um Gratitude for our guests and gratitude for Voice America and and for you, Rachel, and also um, some sadness, really, about saying goodbye. Well, thank you, Kate. I think a lot of your feelings echo my own. Um, So let's go all the way back to 2011 when Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life began in the summer of 2011. Then, as you are now, you were the owner and principal of a small leadership coaching and leadership development professional services firm here in D.C. So what made you want to do your own radio show? Well, you know, I wasn't thinking I was going to do a radio show. And then um, Voice America actually reached out to me, and Aaron, uh, Greg, and I contemplated the opportunity and you know, sort of looked at what Voice America was offering. And at that time, we realized that we had a lot to share and we didn't have a platform for sharing it or for developing our ideas and that Voice America might be a great way for us to bring the kinds of conversations that we really wished that we could share with people into the world. So we started off as a pilot for 13 weeks and we're not sure if we're going to continue But after the 13-week pilot ended, we knew we wanted to keep going because we felt like we had really found a way to um, explore the themes around vision and leadership and also just what makes an extraordinary life. And this this show gave us exactly what we were looking for, really a platform for talking with people who could really be of interest and of of great help to other people. Mm -hmm. Yes, it has been a really great platform. Um, And you sort of almost jumped on my next question, which was how you decided on the name Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life for the 
show, we often joke here at Nebo that it's the most untweetable name ever because it's so many characters. <laughs> but what was the significance in that title to you, Kate? You know, the name is such a mouthful, and every week I say it <laughs> many times, but I couldn't think of a better way. And to be honest with you, I still, I still like what's being expressed in this name, even though it is such a mouthful. So Visionary Leader is really what our show is about. It's about bringing visionaries on air to hear, the, hear what they can see in, the, in a future that perhaps the rest of us aren't thinking about so that we can be inspired, so that we can tap into their knowledge and perspective, so that we can actually learn how to be visionary ourselves. So we really wanted the show to be a show featuring visionary leaders of, from all walks of leadership and all industries and you know across many different themes related to leadership. So, of course, Nebo is all about visioning and helping people to create a vision for their life and for their career, for their organization. And we're all about then translating that vision into a plan for getting there. So the visionary part was already something that we were pretty focused on. And I think the show has only helped amplify our understanding of what visionary leadership is and what vision is. But the extraordinary life part, and I think the word extraordinary is extraordinarily hard to say sometimes, (laughs) but that piece was really because we wanted the freedom to invite people who might not be conventionally thought of as business leaders, people who were living extraordinary lives like Um, The family, we invited the husband and wife to come and talk about their trip around the world with their family. You know, absolutely accomplished people, but also um, an extraordinary adventure. And I think we we want the uh, combination of visionary leadership and extraordinary living to go together because it's not all about work. It's actually about the whole human experience. That's right. And that show with Kim and Larry Weinberg talking about their family trip around the world was a really inspirational show, I know, for me as well as many others. Um, well, thank you for explaining that, Kate. Uh, and let me ask, would you say that you had a vision for the show at its inception or perhaps past the 13-week point, or was it sort of a discover-as-we-go-along kind of thing? You know, I always had a vision for the show that we would invite people, again, who who could say something that the rest of us might not have access to. Um, you know, I think sometimes we have our heads down in our lives and we're so busy and it's very hard to find inspiration or to get a view outside of your own view. So the vision was really to bring these visionary perspectives and as well as people on the show who could offer a perspective on actually how to create a vision. So some people on the show have been visionary leaders. Others have been vision gurus who actually know a way of creating vision. Um, you know, Lucia Capaccioni was one of them. Um, we've also had um, other guests who've really helped us think about reimagining life and seeing your future in a different way. So whether our listeners were listening because they wanted to understand, okay, how do I do this? I think we dedicated a whole show to just creating a retreat for yourself. Um, How do I do this? And then we also wanted to answer the question like, what does it mean to be visionary? Let me hear some visions. Let me meet some visionary people and let me count myself among them. So that was really the vision for the show. And I think what we learned in the pilot, Rachel, was... Um, 
wow, there are a lot of visionaries out here. You know, being a visionary doesn't mean you're in some rarefied, you know, senior role in some global company. There are visionaries all around us. And I actually stand by my opening idea that every one of us is a visionary. Thank you. Um, That's right. You know, what you described is that we really tried to offer our listeners new ways of seeing, looking at the world, seeing things that they couldn't see before, perhaps without the guest's guidance. Uh, And in our 118, this is our 118th episode, we really have had a variety of guests from all sorts of industries and walks of life, including engineering, archaeology, aviation, international diplomacy, teaching, farming, financial services, all sorts of branches of the sciences, media, and many more areas. But there have been a few areas that have been particularly well represented among our guests on our shows, and those are change leaders, environmental leaders, visionary thinkers and doers, female leaders, millennials are those who study and lead them, and also experts in circle leadership. And of course, many people cross over several different categories, and leadership in creating the future has been our big overarching theme. Um, But I would like to take the end of this segment and the next segment to talk a little bit more about what you've learned, Kate, from these big themes that have shown up often in a lot of our guests. And first I want to ask, why do you think that these types of guests were so well represented among our pool um, of, of guests we've had on the show? Mm, good question, Rachel. Well, I think probably these the guest selection reflects um, my biases in terms of, you know, who inspires. So I have tried to think about diversity of perspective, on the show, and I've also tried to bring people onto the show who have inspired me or others. Um, some of the guests on our show have actually been our clients and people who we've gotten to know deeply through the work that we do and have come to understand how visionary they are. So I think, you know, um, I think the visionary thinkers and doers is pretty straightforward, right? Those are the people we always wanted to bring on. And then the question is, who are they? Where do we find them? And Oh my gosh, some of them are people we are so thrilled to be talking to and never dreamed they'd say yes to our show. And others are people we're already talking to every day. So that's that group. But I think for female leaders, we know from the work we're doing, not only at Nebo, but also at Georgetown, that um, the gender balance is is a big topic and very much the way the world is moving. Really, the shifting of power so that there's more balance between men and women is happening globally and slowly, some places more than others. Um, Here in the in the United States, um, women have had many opportunities for advancement and leadership that are inspiring. And there are still so many women who want to learn from other women. So we wanted to make those female voices available for those who are aspiring. And we also wanted to really zoom in on some of the strategies and the mindset of those female leaders that offered so much to all of us who are, who are continuing to learn how to navigate um, this idea of a thriving career and a happy family or a, a fulfilling life. Um, so female leaders have been, you know, very inspiring. I think are very much aligned with our commitment to um, advancing women through the Nebo company. We work for men and women, but we have a commitment to that. Um, millennials? Yes, right. And I just wanted to jump in on the topic of the female guests we've had in our show. And, you know, I was looking over our last 117 episodes and noticing that about half of our guests have been women, but as um, we know that women do not hold positions of leadership at a 50% level 
in many industries. So uh, I hmm. feel really happy about that fact. That well, fact. I didn't realize that, actually. I'm glad that we balanced out in that way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that's great. And that certainly reflects our intention. You know, and I think um, the hardest thing in a way about ending the show is there are so many more people we'd love to interview, you know, female leaders among them. Um, should I go to millennials? Sure. And um, my question about millennials is, um, and I was lucky enough to co-host or guest host many of those episodes um, as I am a millennial myself. So I um, got in there and was able to interview and Hubert uh, of Viacom and David Burstein, the author, and a couple others, others. But Kate, what have we learned about my generation, the millennials, which is rising to leadership positions quickly across all sectors? And we just have about two minutes left before the first break. Well, you know, Rachel, it's been so much fun to work on on, on discovering the potential of the millennial generation with you, a millennial. <laughs> I think... Um, what we've learned through this show, we've brought these, um, these, these folks who have been able to shed light on the sort of generational demographics and uh, what, the, you know, what the characteristics of this generation really are. I think we've been able to understand how important it is to see and accept this generation as it is and to really understand what, um, how the millennial generation perhaps, and this is my point of view, has been uh, raised in such a way at such a time as to really be the people who are going to meet the challenges of the day and step up to address the very complex issues that are happening in the world. I've gone from probably carrying stereotypes about millennials that, that many people have, you know, that they maybe they're job hoppers and they are all about me and they, you know... Um, you know, the, no work, not, the work ethic is different and all of that, to really, really appreciating how much heart and potential and commitment these young leaders have and how, how differently they've been raised and how their expectations mm-hmm. have been developed. So from my perspective, Rachel, I think we've kind of fallen in love with the millennial generation <laughs> as a vast well, field thanks, of potential. Thanks for that vote of confidence, Kate. Um, I'd love to continue talking about the big themes from the show when we come back from the break. You're listening to Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life, the final episode with Kate Ebner and guest host Rachel Wold. We'll be right back. Whether the market's up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now. Toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Do you want to take your organization to the next level? The Nebo Company develops leaders, teams, and organizations to achieve their highest potential. We provide executive and team coaching, leadership courses, mentor programs, and retreats tailored to the unique goals of your organization's leaders. With national reach, Nebo specializes in helping senior leaders to articulate a compelling vision, then develop the strategy, goals, and accountabilities that make the vision real. For more information, visit NeboCompany.com. Be sure to ask about our leadership and life curriculum. Again, that's NeboCompany.com. Calling all CFOs, finance, and risk professionals. Your call to action is to help your company achieve financial excellence. How? 
master risk management, cost control, and strategic decision-making by implementing game-changing technology advances like mobile, in-memory, and cloud computing, and more. Where? Learn from top thought leaders each week on Financial Excellence with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Join us for Financial Excellence with Game Changers, presented by SAP, Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life with host Kate Ebner. We'd love to hear from you. Pick up your phone and call into 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, please send it to visionaryleader at nebocompany.com. Now, back to today's program. Welcome back to the final episode of Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life. I'm your guest host, Rachel Wold. I've been producing this show every week with host Kate Ebner since January of 2013. And today, we are wrapping up the program by reviewing what we've learned about leadership, life, and how to create a vision and make it real from the last two and three-quarter years and 117 episodes. Kate, I'd like to go back to those big themes that we saw emerge from our guest list, change leaders, environmental leaders, visionary thinkers and doers. You've already talked about uh, female leadership, millennials. Um, and I'd like to ask you, Kate, to share a few more of the big lessons that you've learned about these areas from your guests. And I'd like to start off this segment with talking about our guests who've worked with the environment, with humans' relationship to nature and our changing planet. Uh, and these are guests like Rachel Gutter, Dr. Sasha Kramer, Janine Benyus, Sandra Postel, Fred Tutman, and a few others. So what lessons did you learn from this particular group of guests? Well, you know, uh, you asked earlier about sort of why did we choose who we chose. From the beginning, we always wanted this show to support a sustainable future and to help. I think my hypothesis has been we're all worried and concerned about the future, about the sustainability of our resources, about the sustainability of of life on Earth. And yet it's an overwhelming problem. And so I guess I saw this show as an opportunity to feature people who are working on the frontier of of science and environmental causes that are really working for us, for us all. And so they were always an important part of the vision of who we would feature in the show. I think what I what I often found when we brought scientists, including the National Geographic Society Explorers, to our show was that they were absolutely inspiring, looking at the world through a different lens than many of us, and able to accomplish things um, in the laboratory or out in the field um, or even in organizational life using science as a basis, as in the case of Janine Benyus, in a way that really showed us new ways of solving problems and new ways of thinking. So I I guess this group, from my perspective, um, was enlightening, knowledgeable, innovative. Um, I, I always think back to one of our Explorer shows where 
you know, our explorer was a, a geographer who pointed out to us that even, you know, the landscape of our belly button is a geography. <laughs> and I, I loved just hearing, you know, the unique ways that they thought. We, we had Terry Garcia right around the time that National Geographic Society was supporting that um, touchdown in the deepest part of the ocean. You know, uh, thinking about discovery in the 21st century, what are those frontiers? Um, one of my favorite shows was Janine Benyus, where she was really showing us how nature has already solved so many problems. And if we can actually look to nature for answers to our environmental problems, rather than inventing new chemicals and new potentially toxic solutions, artificial solutions, we might be astonished by what we can learn from you know, bees and oyster beds and all of these other um, scientifically uh, pure uh, places of learning. So... I will finally say, Rachel, that in this group, um, some of the most inspiring visions came from those environmental shows. And I will never forget Fred Tutman talking about his vision of a world in which each city in our country takes enormous pride that the water that flows through and its rivers, you know, that flow through that city, leave the city cleaner, more pure and, and more healthy than when those waters entered the city. And that's actually given me something to go on in my own thinking about how to make a difference. Thank you, Kate. Um, yes, I also have enjoyed many of the environmental shows, especially with the National Geographic Explorers who taught us that there are still things to learn and explore in our world, even in 2014. Sorry, And I'd like to point out for anybody listening who wants to go back and learn more about how you can think about your belly button as its own geography, that that was our episode with Daniel Raven Ellison who was a National Geographic Emerging Explorer, and we did that episode in April of 2013. Um, Thank you. Let's move on um, and talk about the experts in circle leadership. Two winters ago, we had a series with leaders who practiced this form of leadership, and it's a certain form of convening people together. Um, So, Kate, I'm wondering if you could remind us what circle leadership is and what we learned from that series. Mm, That was such a fun series to do. Um, You know, we had a whole month, as you said, of bringing people who are very much experts in using the dynamic of a circle to create conversation for change, conversation for support, conversation for healing. So, you know, in that month where we were focusing on circle leadership, we were really... um, You know, we were really talking to people as diverse. I'm actually looking back, Rachel, to see exactly who we had. We had, we started off with um, with the Dalai Lama Foundation, and we were talking to Tenzin Tetong about educating for peace and the vision of the Dalai Lama Foundation um, of creating peace everywhere. And that was a very moving show. And we went on the following week to talk with um, Kay Sandberg and Darlene Markovich about. Actually, they were combined, they were talking about love as a global force for healing. And this is a course that's taught at Stanford, and it's one of the most popular courses at Stanford, Love as a Global Force for Healing. And that was, again, a profound show. I think if, when I think about going back and listening to shows, I know I'll go back and listen to that one. Um, we then went on to Arya Cooper, who um, talked about inspiring the next spiritual revolution using circle methodology, i.e. gathering people in a circle and inviting them into a conversation in which each person is equal. And there's a definitely a structure and a protocol to, to participating in a circle, but the idea is letting the process of sharing in, in a circle 
take care of the conversation rather than having one convener and one person in charge of that conversation. And then we ended with um, Dr. Merle Lekoff, who we just frankly felt like we didn't have enough time. We could have talked with her probably every show through the rest of the year. She was talking about using circle using circles to transform conflict resolution. And she was doing this work all over the world, um, particularly with women in war-torn and war-ravaged regions. And the power of this work and of creating the sacred space through the convening of circles, not only for men, women, but for women and men, was ast- astonishing. We had guests, we had people write in and tell us they wished that we'd have her back. Um, then finally, we we had a little scheduling space, but then we had... Um, Dr. Jalaja Bonheim come in and talk about how to create a circle. She specializes in circle work and lives in Ithaca, New York, and is actually having a training session on circle work in the fall. Um, I think I may take it. You know, so I, I think from my perspective, I learned how serious and important it is to be able to convene a circle. And I also learned that we need to learn the methodologies of circle leadership because circles are such a an ideal way to bring stakeholders together around complex issues. And I think understanding the actually ancient practice of circle leadership in the modern context is something that visionary leaders of the 21st century should be thinking about and working on. Yes, that was a fun series, and it really expanded our concept of leadership from a 20th century you know, top-down mold and bringing back what you just said, that ancient form uh, of convening in a circle. Um, thanks for leading that trip down memory lane. Um, I want to go again. I'm hopping around our list of themes here, but talk about um, your experience with change leaders. Um, Dr. Tim Colleen comes to mind of the Research Foundation for SUNY. Uh, what did you learn about some of our incredible guests who are really forces of power uh, about creating change in a system, in an industry, in a city, or in the whole entire world? I guess the passion and commitment of these leaders, the, their unshakable faith that not only was change necessary, but that it was positive and that the, the messy processes of getting from where we are to where we want to be were well worth the vision and the outcome. You know, and I think of um, Joe Simperman, who came to the show and talked about urban gardening, really turning... Um, desolate and abandoned properties um, in his city into into garden spots and oases that were actually changing the complexion of neighborhoods and the hard work of getting that supported locally and actually getting that protected by law. And, you know, I'm struck again by his passion, his commitment, and the way that he tapped into what the community seemed to really want. So again, rather than a top-down process, it was really about letting emerge what wanted to emerge using the resources that were at hand and that were available. You know, Dr. Timothy Colleen, um, you know, Rachel, isn't he the one who has in his office a poster that says, do it anyway? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so great. I love that because I think there is some, a passionate and visionary leader with a global vision and a, an extraordinary vision for the um, State University of New York Research Foundation and really for the university system who was working with a system that didn't know its own potential. And I think his approach was really to challenge the status quo and invite people to step it up for the sake of something much better. And it was hard work he's been doing up there with enormously productive results. And so I felt like with with that conversation we were getting 
real sort of inside perspective on the mindset of change leadership and, and of, of a visionary change leader. Um, those are just some examples. Um, I really enjoyed the conversation that we had with Jerry Laybourne about the founding of the Oxygen Television Network and about her work at Nickelodeon and how lying in bed the oxygen network idea popped into her mind. She saw the vision and then she began to work for it. Um, she in so many ways has been a leader for women as leaders. And so, uh, how she uses future thinking to create new realities was really uh, informative for me. Those are just some examples. Mm -hmm. These are great examples of what it takes, you know, really take action, not just thinking bold thoughts, but really delivering and going through that hard process of doing things and making it happen. Um, so thank you very much. And I think we're actually up to our next break right now. So don't go away. We'll, we'll be back with more of the wisdom we've learned on the air here in our final episode of Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life with host Kate Ebner. Thank you. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Do you want to take your organization to the next level? The Nebo Company develops leaders, teams, and organizations to achieve their highest potential. We provide executive and team coaching, leadership courses, mentor programs, and retreats tailored to the unique goals of your organization's leaders. With national reach, Nebo specializes in helping senior leaders to articulate a compelling vision, then develop the strategy, goals, and accountabilities that make the vision real. For more information, visit NeboCompany.com. Be sure to ask about our leadership and life curriculum. Again, that's NeboCompany.com. Leadership is a vital skill set in today's competitive global economy. Being a leader is not enough. To succeed, you must optimize your performance and know how to imbue others in your organization with leadership skills. Practical, actionable leadership insights are the focus of Leadership Development News, hosted each Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, by Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler on the Voice America Business Channel. Doctors Greenberg and Nadler, who coach global leaders on how to be most effective, will share their insights and contacts. The path to leadership excellence begins here. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio, Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life with host Kate Ebner. We'd love to hear from you. Pick up your phone and call into 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, please send it to visionaryleader at nebocompany.com. Now, back to today's program. Hello, and welcome back to Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life. I'm your guest host, Rachel Wold, and today we are wrapping up our program by putting the show's regular host, Kate Ebner, in the guest chair and asking her what she's learned from interviewing over 125 visionary and forward-thinking people on the show. Kate, let's look at the impact of hosting the show for you on your thinking over time. Um, what would you say the impact of being the show's host has been on you personally and professionally? Do you observe the world differently? Do you approach uh, professional conversations differently now that you've been a radio host for a couple years? Yeah, really, almost three years, Rachel. I think that that's the amazing thing, that time has passed, and I've now done so many shows. 
I remember the first show that I did with um, God Bless Her, my first guest, Tulane Madonna, which was a great show. And I think if you go back and listen to that first show and then maybe listen to this last show, any listener could hear the evolution of me as a show host. <laughs> I think I was so wanting to get it right um, in that first show. It was a really great show. I got a lot of great feedback from it. Tulane was a tremendous guest. But I was nervous and I was was wanting the world to tell me, how do you do a podcast? How do you do a radio show with a live guest? And at the time, I remember getting a lot of conflicting advice about what would make a good show. Um, and, you know, my instincts were that the best use of the hour would be for listeners to be able to go deeply into topics rather than jump around with different topics. Or, frankly, we didn't have the capacity to handle lots of guests for each show. We really, we really found ourselves challenged to have a great guest every single week, uh, never mind two or three per episodes. So I think for me, the evolution has been from really trying to get it right by somebody else's definition to just relaxing and treating this like the conversation that it really is. A lot of times we say to our guests, think of it as having a cup of coffee with me and we're just talking, but we're talking in a way that could really be helpful to other people who might not be having that that cup of coffee with anybody and so I think that kind of spirit has pervaded the conversations on the show and um, I think I've gotten more relaxed um, maybe more confident and um, I've also learned so much I think it's been an I did not fully expect that I was signing up to educate myself in the way that our guests have educated me Mm, let's talk about that more what would you say that you've learned about yourself as a leader and also as a visionary from the guests, but also from this experience over three years? Hmm. I think the guests sort of have, the guests have shown me that I'm, I and the Nebo company are really on the right track in the way we think about visioning. And, and I would even say that our method, our methodology, which is codified and created in a way that really works for our clients and for, for us is a proven process that's been in place long before there was a Nebo company. So I think I've gained an enormous amount of perspective that our vision process is the vision process and that there are many places where similar processes are being played out. Um, so I, I, I think I went from thinking, wow, we might have invented something to realizing, okay, it was invented long before we ever thought of it. And the way we think about it is real and truly helpful and it's a proven method. So I think I gained from our guests a sense of confidence in the, the, the process of visioning that we use and the emphasis on vision that we bring to the work we do. So certainly that. Um, for me personally, I found, Rachel, that you know I had always believed that people like to talk and that if we invite them, they will come. <laughs> <laughs> and fortunately for us, they have. We've had such accomplished, um, distinguished, and moving and, um, you know, really inspiring people come and be guests on our show that we've almost had nobody say no to the invitation to be on this show. And I guess I, that confirmed for me what I've always believed, which is that people want to help and they want to talk about important things. And so my, my takeaway is actually be bold, Kate, you know, what is your vision don't be afraid to put it out there and to invite people to participate in it. Um, I think that's another takeaway for me. Thank you. Um, so, Kate, I want to ask, 
Now that you've learned about, you've talked about visioning on the show, you've learned about visioning, um, it's three years after the start of the show, um, and what are your plans for what comes next? What will you do next with what you've learned? And if you look out perhaps three more years into the future, it's 2017, um, what is happening for you and for this material and body of work about um, creating visionary leaders and extraordinary lives? What comes next? Mm, you make a great coach, Rachel. That's a real great, big question. Let me see what I can, what I can say to that. I, I think what comes next is we realized, you and I actually, in the spring that we were happily creating this show every single week, never-ending supply of inspiring people. But there was a bit of a feeling that I think we were having that, that as we're creating the content, the show happens and then it goes to a podcast and then where does all that great perspective go? So we recognized that we had created plenty of, um, of perspective and knowledge to put into a book, um, to put into uh, thought pieces that we might write to share with people in other ways, perhaps through video and other vehicles. And so I think the next step for Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life is actually to transform what we've learned into something that's easy to access, easy to pull the the, the lessons learned out of it and something that people can really hold in their hand. So I think that's what we're going to do with 118 shows. And I think that synthesis is going to probably be transformative for us, you know, to actually look at those shows and really think about what did this leader teach us? What was the big point here? How do these points across shows fit together? And what are the stories really worth repeating and telling back to our listening and hopefully now reading audience? Um, so that's what we want to do with the show. Yep, that's right. And it's certainly very exciting for us. And I would encourage any of our listeners who have been following along and um, perhaps are a little bit sad to see the show end um, to please keep following along with us here at the Nebo Company. You can sign up for our weekly newsletter, which is also called Visionary Leader, at our website, which is www.nebocompany.com. And we have a brand new blog that we're going to be debuting um, here in a week or two, uh, and you can read much more about what's going to happen. We're not going to have these comms conversations go away. Um, we will be figuring out new ways to feature the, the leaders and the thinkers and the doers who are creating our future. So don't go away. Stay with us. This isn't the end. Um, just a new chapter, I guess I would say. Uh, well, Kate, we still have about five minutes left in our segment, but I'm wondering if you could share a little bit about what the feedback has been from our listeners. And we know that they vary in, in terms of location, who they are, background, um, how they got turned on to our show. But can you just share a little bit of the things that you've heard from some of our listeners over the years? Yes, I, I can. You know, Rachel, our show reaches people all over the world. We have people listening from Hong Kong, from South America, from Africa. We, we have had listeners from all over the globe, and we certainly have a lot of listeners all over the country, a surprisingly strong listening contingent in Texas. Um, so we've been really amazed, actually, by how our show has been picked up by listeners everywhere. And um, the feedback that I hear is often um, comes from two places. You know, one is people are, are wanting to, to hear something, for example, Chris Wall and I did a show on gutsy transitions, and some people have told me that they have listened to that show over and over again because they're trying to really manage a transition 
And they found it so helpful to hear Chris's perspective and to reflect upon that conversation. So that, that show served to really help a lot of people, um, you know, more than one. Um, actually, many have reached out to me about that show in particular. The other shows that really people have enjoyed and told me quite a bit about are Betty George and I have done, um, kick, you know, setting kicking off a new year shows to really help people set an intention for the year and to explore that ourselves we've tried to be honest about our own experiences and those shows have also been listened to by many people who came to look forward to starting a new year with us and that was a lot of fun those are some of my favorite shows actually um but people liked hearing this the ideas and then maybe doing it along with us um i think that the inspiration shows always surprised me. I mean, and I, it's sort of like stars twinkling in the sky. You never know which one's <laughs> going to twinkle next, but somebody will say, oh, I just listened to, you know, your interview with um, Laura Murphy, and it's really ma- made me feel more courageous. You know, she's she fights for our civil rights. I really... I really want to find my voice, you know, or I'll, I'll hear from somebody else who, who says, oh my gosh, that was one of your best shows ever. You know, I'm going through a really hard time. And Martha Johnson's story of resilience mm. after being, after having to leave the GSA um, because of a, a scandal that she didn't have any control over, um, but had to take accountability for that resilience story really landed with a lot of people. Um, trying to think of some other ones that have been great. Well, you know, we've tried to debunk some of the people's popular fantasies. So we brought Chris and Barney Hodges to talk about, um, you know, the future, the, the farm that they, the, the eco apples that they're raising in Vermont and the family farm of, of today. And they were really, we caught them right in the, right at the end of harvest, I think. And they were pretty tired, but they, um, they talked about both the vision that they've had, which has been extraordinarily successful and also the, really the hard work it took to get there. And we had a lot of listeners really appreciate that realistic grounded perspective that they brought so I think the feedback varies almost almost by show but we have had a lot of people inquire about why the show is ending because I think as one person put it it seems to lift me to a higher vibration when I'm listening to your show it's a source of positivity Mm. and inspiration I love that description and I'm glad that you highlighted what I like to call the, the have-to shows, which have been very practical, many of which, most of which I think you've done with Chris Wall, another fellow leadership coach on, on subjects like how to use team coaching in an organization, how to really create lasting transformative change, personal change, how to do retreats. You already mentioned that one. Uh, and so mm-hmm. I'm glad that we, hopefully we've been able to give our listeners some tools to go out there and try that for themselves, as you said uh, well, thank you so much, Kate. And believe it or not, it is f- time for our final break now. Um, we will be right back with more Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life. I'm your guest host, Rachel Wold, and I'm here with Kate Ebner. We'll be right back. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Do you want to take your organization to the next level? The Nebo Company develops leaders, teams, and organizations to achieve their highest potential. We provide executive and team coaching, leadership courses, mentor programs, and retreats tailored to the unique goals of your organization's leaders. With national reach, Nebo specializes in helping senior leaders to articulate a compelling vision, then develop the strategy, goals, and accountabilities that make the vision real. For more information, visit NeboCompany.com. Be sure to ask about our leadership and life curriculum. Again, that's NeboCompany.com. 
Do you need directions to solid financial future? If so, the Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with a roadmap to making smart money decisions in every area of your personal finances. Join Jordan every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 3 p.m. Eastern for the Money Answer Show on the Voice America Business Channel. Learn how and where to get the best deals on mortgages, cars, and insurance. Find out the best ways to save for college and retirement. Get out of debt, improve your credit rating, and save on your taxes. The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with great tips on investment opportunities in real estate, stocks, annuities, and other investment vehicles. That's the Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman on the Voice America Business Channel every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. What do business and sports have in common? Both are based on competition, and the goal of each is the same, to win. If you're in business, you need an edge over your competitors. You need to innovate and improve. You need to make adjustments to stay ahead of your competition. Tune in to The Business Locker Room with Kelly Riggs. Get the playbook and the coaching you need to improve your business performance. The Business Locker Room airs live every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Stocks, bonds, investment opportunities, financial news, and talk. We can help. Call us now toll-free, 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life with host Kate Ebner. We'd love to hear from you. Pick up your phone and call into 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, please send it to visionaryleader at nebocompany.com. Now, back to today's program. Hello, and thank you for joining us for our final episode of Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life. I'm Rachel Wold, the show producer and your guest host today. I've been having a great time with Kate Ebner reminiscing about all that we've discovered on the air in the past three years. And Kate, I would love to dive into this final segment by asking you, which guests most profoundly changed the way you think about an issue, problem, or the whole entire world? Mm, Rachel, I think you're headed for a career in broadcast news. (laughs) These questions. Keep <laughs> the focus on you. Yeah, okay. I think that I have to instantly, my mind flashes to Lynn Twist, you mm. know, throughout my career. If there's one luminary leader and thinker whose work and perspective is always lighting the way for me, uh, always showing me something new, I think that Lynn Twist is that person. And her vision on our show. I mean, I don't think anyone had ever asked her to just share a vision before, but she just jumped right into it. And she described a vision of a more peaceful and harmonious and sustainable world. She described how people would treat each other, how the world could work. She um, defined for me what is transformational leadership, which then became a big piece of how I approached thinking about transformation with relation to Georgetown's Institute for Transformational Leadership that kind of came right out of that conversation on air with Lynn Twist. Mm. So I, I think she, for me, was someone who just, you know, really uh, elevated my thinking. And um, I want to also say that the conversation I just had with both Betty Sue Flowers and Otto Scharmer, those conversations were sort of dreams come true for me. Um 
Betty Sue Flowers has been doing the work of visioning for many decades and has a unique approach to it as a writer, a poet, a thinker, a peacemaker, a convener of some of the world's most difficult conversations. She is a source of inspiration and uh, I was deeply honored for her to be on the show. I feel like I have so much to learn from her and her methodology. Um, and Otto Scharmer, you know, for many years as a coach, I've been thinking about the nature of change and using his work. And then when he got on the show, I don't know if I was stage struck or what happened, but I just wanted to hear him talk. So I really gave him that show and he, he talked in such an informative way. I felt like I was in the classroom I wanted to be in. And I think he's a, he's a guest whose work I will return to and who I would love to do more work with. And I can go on and on. Kenya Nataya and her work in Kenya to end female genital circumcision and to start a school for girls um, was a really moving show. Um, and, you know, I, I, I think that our work around the top theme of peace was particularly moving and important for me. Jody Williams, talking to her recently, the Nobel Peace Laureate, was like getting a, a boost of energy. She just had such a action-minded approach so those are some of the shows where I feel like, okay, let me slow down, listen to them again, and really learn from what they were saying to us. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing those. Um, How about you, Rachel? I'm curious. How about <laughs> Right back at you. How about you? Well, um, one that we've already talked about, but Daniel Raven Ellison, he calls himself, I believe, a radical geographer, and he really did totally change my idea of what geography is. I encourage everyone to listen to that show. Um, I think... The show all the way back in fall of 2011 with Jen Cohen and Gina LaRoche about the sufficiency principle, um, that for me has really changed the way I approach um, my everyday life. And so that has been a very impactful show. Uh, and also our show with um, the doctors, Carrie and Alton Barron, on the creativity cure, which taught us how vital being creative with our hands is um, for us to thrive as humans. Uh, that one also affected me and affected the way that I, I see the world. So, nice. Um, Those been, are great ones. Yes. Great ones out of many. I could have named 50 more. Me too. Uh, of course. Um, but, Kate, I'd like to ask you another question, which is, you know, we, we covered many, many um, areas on the spectrum of types of guests, types of backgrounds, um, their careers have been so varied. Um, we've talked about many, many subjects, but what are some areas that you would like to study or explore that you feel like you haven't tackled yet? Mm, great question. I feel we've only just begun in our study um, of generational change and the generations at work together and in life together. And I felt on the show, we really took two ends of the generational spectrum. We, we were working with the baby boomers, um, who we know are living longer than ever and, and moving into retirement. And we had Life Reimagined with uh, Richard Leiter and Alan Weber. We had Deborah Whitman come for an amazing show about the future of aging. Um, we really have been looking at that. We've also been looking at the millennials as we were talking earlier. We haven't talked much about Generation X. And I'm part of Generation X. <laughs> and I would love to, I feel this generation is a true bridge and also holding an enormous amount of responsibility without a whole lot of fanfare. So I'm curious about Generation X. I'm interested in looking at how we continue to evolve the relations across these generations. Um, I would love to do more 
on the future of technology and how we can create lives that are rich with meaning and also use technologies to support life, not just to um, accomplish things in the name of work. So I, I think technology is a frontier for, for us as we envision the future. Um, I would love to um, continue the discussion of how change happens. How do we make our vision real? And I think that um, we've only just begun to explore actually the the shifts that need to take place within a human being to actually allow yourself to change your reality, to change your way of seeing, change your way of thinking, and actually make something different happen for yourself. And I think this is a fascinating process. Um, Neuroscience is informing us about this. Um, I think the research and the... um, the, the, the available information for us about human evolution is a great place to go next. Mm-hmm. Well, Kate, it's evident that you really are a lifelong learner, and so I'm confident that you will get to study and learn more about those things in your next chapter. And I, I, we only have about two more minutes left in the show, unfortunately, but I would like to close by asking you a question that we have asked each one of our guests in our past shows, and that is, what is your vision for the future, Kate? Well, my vision for the future is a vision of a world where people understand their responsibilities and also understand how to create the positive outcomes that they really want to see in their communities, in their families, in their towns, in their cities, in their regions, and in the world. And My vision of the future is of a future where we really enjoy coming together to collaborate and uh, pool our resources and find solutions. And we are able to work across generations, men and women, to uh, learn from each other. You know, I've learned over the course of this show that leadership isn't a title. It's really a practice. So in my vision, leaders from all walks of life are practicing leadership together for the sake of a peaceful and harmonious future. And we're learning the, we're learning the easy way as well as learning the hard way. And I guess I would also say that in the future I envision, we're excited about the prospects and really stepping up to be stewards of our planet and of, of the resources of uh, all life on Earth and also the resource of our human relationships with each other. Thank you, Kate. Um, we've come to the end of our hour, and that's just 60 of the 7,080 minutes that we've spent, mostly you've spent in conversation with some of the most intelligent and visionary people in the world. Um, I'd like to thank you for your partnership in producing this show together. I've had a great time, and I've learned more than I could possibly imagine. Uh, do you have any closing thoughts you'd like to share with our audience? Oh, Rachel. Well, I want to start by saying thank you for the hard work and incredible talent you've really brought to producing this show. You've just been such a huge part of it and such a treat to be interviewed by you in this last show, really. And I also want to thank every one of you who's followed along with us the last three years. Thank you for being in our audience. We know you're there and we hear from you and we've really, we really have enjoyed it. It's felt like a community. Um, I hope you'll stick with us. And I want to thank the Voice America Network and especially the production team who makes this show happen every week. Professional, smart, polished, on top of things, really terrific to work with. Thank you to Voice America. And then the guests, of course. Thank you, guests. You have 
you have you have held the conversation with us and to my guest hosts especially to um, you Rachel as I mentioned also to Chris Wall to Betty George one of my favorite people in the world and mm-hmm. also um, to Nancy Lamberton who did a terrific show for us and I just want to say that this has been just such a pleasure and such a, a, a threshold opening up and to those of you listening I really want to invite you to be visionary and then of course to make your vision real thank you for being with us we sincerely hope you've enjoyed hearing from leaders who are using vision to create an inspiring future please join host kate ebner for another edition of visionary leader extraordinary life next monday at 8 a.m pacific time 11 a.m eastern time on voice america business channel meanwhile visit www.nebocompany.com for more tips on bringing your own vision to life Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 